I never saw you getting really excited until the name of Jesus was mentioned a few moments ago. Can we just lift up our hands one more time and love the name above all names? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You got excited over the music. You got excited over everything, but when I... When I heard the name of Jesus being sung early on just a moment ago, man, you guys got excited because you love Jesus. You love Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated for just a moment. Always good to be here at Cornerstone. I won't take a long time. I'm really ready to dive into the word of the Lord, but I want to first of all thank Brother and Sister Mayor for having me here again. I know that he uh, does not like any opportunity to have some great men coming over and preach for this wonderful church and uh, I feel honored to be here and share the word of the Lord with all of you and I pray that God will speak to all of you today and if you're visiting here make yourself home as pastor said and all you're gonna do to get saved is to repent of your sins that's your first thing you gotta do just tell God we know it you know it God I'm sorry I shouldn't be that way. I've done wrong things and things that you're not pleased with. Forgive me. And when you know he has forgiven you, you're ready to get baptized in Jesus' name. And the Bible says you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You might get the Holy Ghost before you get baptized, but all you're going to do today is repent of your sins. You know, and I tell you what repenting of your sins is all about. I feel like saying this. It's just a statement of admission. That's what it is. And you don't have to hide it. We all know it. We've, we've been there. And you, you make a statement of admission to the judge. And the judge will be very merciful to you. But if you hurt somebody and you pretend you didn't, then the judge is not going to be nice to you. <laughs> and for those who've been in jail, I know you look pretty, but I know you still look rough to me. But you know, you know what I'm saying. But what a beautiful atmosphere to be in, and just the presence of the Lord. And um, in his midst, there's always something good that happens. And um, I, I want to get to the word of the Lord very quickly, but pray uh, for Italy. As you know, I'm, I was born and raised there, so I felt like I need to go back to the place where I was born and start a church in Rome. And uh, it's doing well, uh, not without challenges, of course. We are about 15 minutes from the Vatican. A lot of great things are happening, too many to mention today. But I continue to pray for Rome. Um, there's a great work going on. We have already, actually, last month there was a, a couple that joined us. And I got to meet them while I was there on location. And uh, they are in the Bible study right now to learn more about the things of God. And they are coming every uh, every service and uh, they're being faithful they're already paying their tithe I mean that's good for Italy that's great so that's amazing that's a miracle right there because it's uh, Europe is not wired like the United States and everything that you take for granted here it really doesn't happen in Europe and um, it's a very godless continent and uh, so anything that happens in Europe just about anywhere I find it to be a miracle and it is, it really is, because people are very, very uh, distant. But thank God for that, um, and uh, thank you for praying for, uh, for 
mission and um, of course I still evangelize so I split my time between mission and, uh, and evangelizing what is there not to love about the brother and sister Mayo what is it that will make you love these people I mean I don't know I don't know I think they have no enemies. I think they have no enemies. And if they have enemies, I don't know why they would hate them. They, they are real. Uh, they love souls as far back as I can remember. The heartbeat has always been helping, reaching the lost. And it's never changed. You know, I heard, um, and you know, you live long enough to know that Brother and Sister Matt didn't become what they are today because they're pastor in this church. They were like this in a storefront. As far back as I can remember. Always excited, always real, always true to themselves and loving people. And I, they, they really do. They really do. I, I appreciate Brother May last year. Uh, I think it actually was this year. Uh, I really needed a friend to cry and with. And uh, boy, was he there for me. And I appreciate that very, very much. That's the kind of men they are. They're just people that love people. And that's why the church is growing. Because people, people don't, they don't care about uh, anything else as long as they know somebody cares for them. And if you don't feel the love of these people, you're dead. And um, I appreciate them to be true. I appreciate them to be true and real. This is the real deal. And what a beautiful work they're doing in this region. It's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I, I tell you, I've, I've been on the, on the field now 35 years, pastored a couple churches, and uh, um, never seen anything like this, not in this matter, uh, not in, with this dynamic, and I mean every word I say, and I thank God for Brother and Sister Mayo having a call on this region and doing a work for God, for the kingdom. All they want to do is just grow the kingdom. They want to grow the kingdom. They want to reach the lost, uh, and nothing else matters. And, uh, and I appreciate them very, very much. I love them very, very, very much. So you don't want to talk bad about them in my presence because I'll kill you. The Italian way. We're going to do the Italian way. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to go back to my original roots. And... Uh, oh, God. Love these people. Love you all. You're wonderful people. Let's go to the word of the Lord. I want to take you to the book of John chapter 7. And Pastor Mayo, if you don't mind, help me uh, read this. Um, I don't know if I ever preached this here. Um, it, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, chapter 4, John chapter 4, verse 7. I, I don't remember. Honestly, I try. I even asked the cadet. If I did, it really doesn't matter. You know, I, I'm a little so, I'm so concerned about stuff like that. But it really doesn't matter because by now you already forgot what your pastor preached last Sunday. Nah, I just mess with you. It's hard for us to remember who, you know, sometimes they ask me, man, how was the sermon? It was great. I said, man, what, what is that, man? It was fabulous. I just can't remember much. But I love it. I love it. Um, so sometimes that's the way it is. But um, I want to really give you 
something that I believe. It's a very simple message. It's not deep. I, I could get myself in trouble trying to deepen it. But really, I want to preach very easy and very uh, simple. And it's so powerful to me. And I'm going to give it to you the way I feel it. But I, I believe that in what we're going to share today, Jesus has given us the cure and the remedy of all our troubles and all of our issues and all, our, all of our, our sickness. And, and, and it's as simple as it can come. And I, I hope I can transfer this to you with everything I can because I feel it's so important. And uh, I want Pastor to read verse 7, and then we're going to stop at verse 15. Then cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Give me to drink. For, this, for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? Drink of me, again. Go For ahead. the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, drink. thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Water. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children drink. and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water drink. shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Praise God. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and just simply tell him or tell her it works if you drink it if you drink it God bless you you may, may be seated it works if you drink it a few years ago my brother who lives in Italy he's a police officer um Share with me a story that happened to him. It actually was a uh, situation that he was struggling with. He said, Francesco, I, uh, that would be my full name, Francesco, I have a continuous uh, pain in my back, and I cannot get rid of it. And he said uh, to me, I tried the doctor. He gave me something, but when I go back to work after a little while, it comes back. So he's told me. He went to his friend, he's a chiropractor, and told him about his pain. And he said, uh, well, Alpheus, I, I, can, I can work on it. Let me work on it. So he worked on it. And after a little while, you know, chiropractor, and uh, he felt better. He said, whoa, I feel good. And then the chiropractor told him this, and this is where the, the sermon was born from. He said, but Alpheus, listen, 
your pain will come back again. And he said, man, why? I feel good now. I feel well. I gave you a temporary relief, but I cannot give you a cure for your issue. He said, because you're going back to the same vicious um, habit or, or, or behavior that you came here um, uh, for, I mean, you came for the same reason that you came. The reason why you came is because you were sitting on that motorcycle. You were sitting in the car for long hours. And now that after I fixed you and I gave you a temporary relief, you're going back to do what you are trying to resolve. And the problem is if you go back to the same things that I'm trying to get you out of, you, you're going to have the same problem over and over again. Now, I just preached, but some of you just didn't get it. Sometimes the remedies of the cure that Jesus gives to us are very, very efficient. They work. The problem is we go back to the same vicious cycles that God is trying to get us out of. And if we go back to the same things, well, then you're going to fall into the same issues. That is the reason why as you... As you read carefully how Jesus dealt with the men of the pool of Bethesda, one thing that caught my attention was the fact that Jesus told this man after he healed him, he said, pick up your bed and follow me. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, why is he taking time to tell this man who is now healed, pick up your bed? What's the deal about the bed? What's the deal? I mean, is it made out of gold? What is it? Why is Jesus taking time to tell this man, I want you to pick up your bed with you as you leave the pool? Because, see, this is the way it worked back then. Pool of Bethesda was a, was a place of dysfunctional people gathering together, was a, a place of imagination. And, and, and the thing is that it was very limited to sitting and to capacity. So if you would have left your bed there, you could have left for a while and then come back again and sleep on it again if that's what you want to do. But if you pick up your bed, there will be room for somebody else to go into that. And you won't have room enough to go back to where God is trying to pull you out of. Sometimes you got to pick up your bed and tell yourself, I'm not going back. I'm not trying, Jesus, and keep this with me. I'm just picking everything up and leaving. Don't go back to the same oh, don't go back to the same places that God is trying to get you out of. Don't try to keep both worlds with you. Try one and if it doesn't work let, let me tell the funny things that I run into as I travel. I met a man and I had to really almost rebuke him and because I came to find out and he, he spoke to me and uh, that he still keeps his girlfriend that he used to be with in the world now that is married I said you are keeping your ex-girlfriend phone number you keep calling her from time to time while you are married does your wife know about this see what he's trying to do is this well I got married I'm gonna try marriage but if it doesn't work I still have a girlfriend what I'm saying sometimes you gotta tell yourself I made up my mind I'm coming out of this and I'm not going back I don't want the bed I'm gonna pick it up and somebody else 
can go back in there if they want to. But I'm not the same as I used to be because I have been delivered. I've been set free. I'm not the man and the woman I used to be. I don't need a bar stool to feel better. I don't need alcohol to feel better. I was delivered. I was healed. And I don't need to go back to the pool again. Come on, all you got to do is just make up your mind and live for God. You got to believe that this is it. This is it. This is what you're going to be and this is what you're going to do. You don't have to keep a seat reserve in the pool. And, and we were talking about this. And he said, but Alpheus, I can give you a quick fix. I mean, a, a really cure, a remedy to your problem. If you do what I'm asking you to do, I'm telling you, it's going to work for you. And so my brother was thinking as the chiropractor was talking, I said, man, you know, he told me this and we were just laughing. I said, I, I don't know what he was going to ask me. He said, I thought, man, this thing was going to cost me a lot of money, you know, but I said, I'll pay anything. You know, I don't want pain. I don't want to deal with pain. Nobody here wants to deal with pain. <laughs> and he said, I'll do anything. I'll pay anything. I climb mountains, I fight monsters, I cross rivers, I do anything. I mean, he's thinking, he's imagining how much this thing is going to cost. Somebody who can bring remedy to my pain that fast, it's going to be good, and I'm going to do whatever. And while he's thinking all of this, the chiropractor said, okay, Alpheus, this is the remedy to your issues. He said, I'm ready. He said, I'm ready, whatever. I'm ready to fight, I'm ready to kill, whatever. If you drink water, it's going to work. About 95% of you are as disappointed as I was when I heard it. I said, oh, come on. No, how can be? You know, the reason why we are so disappointed is because we think we do know water. But we really don't. We really don't. We know that water is good for us. We know that water is, is essential. We understand that. But you got to dig a little deeper because I'm telling you, if Jesus is taking the time to say five times in a small little uh, context, five times the word drink is mentioned and seven times the water the word water is mentioned in a short in a short conversation as theologians tell us the most repeated word in a context is the key word of the whole chapter and I'm telling you that Jesus wasn't wasting his time talking about drinking and water and drinking and water and drink I mean in in, in, in a two three minutes conversation 12 times the word drink water drink water drink what is mentioned and I'm telling you, when I tell her what I've discovered about water, you're going to change the way you're going to see water. Because I didn't know about this. But I'm telling you, every word that Jesus says, every comma, every period, every pause that he takes in describing, talking about himself, or talking about a truth, you may want to take a little time to really dig a little bit. Because he's not wasting any time, he's not wasting any word. Anything that he says as matter, as spiritual implication, and the and it's true that we know that water is good for us in the natural, so it's true that it's so good in the spiritual. You see, when Jesus talks about himself, he has to kind of, kind of break it down for us because we are so, so finite. We are so limited. And, and we cannot understand heavenly things uh, with the terrestrial 
terms. So he has to talk to us about things that we are acquainted with so he can explain himself to us. But make no mistake, anytime he speaks of himself as, and he says, I'm just like water, I'm living water. He's not just saying, I'm just water like every other type of water. I'm living, moving water. I'm rushing water. I am lively. And then he talks about himself as the, as the, as the wind. It doesn't say simply, I'm the wind blowing. He says, I'm a mighty rushing wind. There is power behind what I do. When he talks about himself as a fire, he doesn't say, I'm just a little fire burning here and there. He says, no, I'm consuming burning fire. I'm more than you can see. I am more than you can feel. I am more than you can perceive. I am movement. Oh, glory to God. Just stay with me. This is going to get good. And... Uh, and so I did what most of you would do when you want to know something about something that you study. So I went to Google University. And uh, how do we do without Google? I don't know. But, but I went, don't believe everything that they say there. But anyway, I went to dig a little bit about this water business. And I realized, oh, that there are so many things. I cannot share them all today. But I'm going to share a few points that blows me away, that make me realize Jesus was speaking in a, in a revelatory way. He was really trying to explain himself in ways that we can understand him. Because I can understand God. I mean, Mary did understand God in the presence of, a, of, a, of, a, of an angel. She said, well, no, whatever you say, let's do this. I mean, there are, times that you, there are times when you just cannot try to explain everything about God. Sometimes you just got to faith God. You just got to believe it. That there is no way we can explain things. There are things that happen on our, on our planet that you live with every day that you cannot explain. But you don't mind using it. We just don't know how it works. But hey, that's fine with me. Sometimes you can explain God. And trying to analyze God, trying to explain God will, will cr create a crisis of understanding. Sometimes you just got to say, I believe. That's it. I believe it. Now, the Bible says water. Water is talking about living well. Oh, if you would have drank some of this water, you wouldn't be the same. And I start digging about this water business. And I realized, the first thing I realized that I, I learned about water that I didn't know is the water in its purest essence is the only liquid that can reach every part of your body. No other liquid can do it. You can drink tea. You can drink Anything, you can drink Coca-Cola, you can drink Sprite, whatever you like to drink, coffee, but it will not reach every part of your body because this is all proven by the doctor that I go to because I, wanna, I don't want to be embarrassed. I said, are you sure that what I've, everything that I'm saying is correct? He said, it's correct. And, and I'll tell you more what he told me. But he said, that, and you discover this thing that the water in its purest essence, not just any water, not just any water. Water in its purest essence can travel places that other liquids cannot enter. And this is the way it works. When we were built, when we, was, when we were made and created by God, he placed invisible guardians to those vital organs that could be hurt if you let everything run through it. And so these invisible guards 
You've you got to think about this. Are there to push away all this junk. That's why you don't get yourself killed if you drink just uh, one cup of, or, or one glass of alcohols. I don't suggest you do it anyway. But if you do, it won't hurt you. But if you keep doing, eventually that liquid will overcome the guardians. And then you get the cancer that you know comes about. But the truth is this guardians let, push the things away. Try to, try to stop any, anything that comes, that's trying to come to those vital organs in your body and say, you can't come here. You can't come here. But when pure water travels down the, 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 the corridor of your body and the guardians see it coming, they say, you're welcome. You just missed the whole sermon. Let me take my coat off. What I'm trying to say is this. Only Jesus can reach down deep places that nobody and nothing can ever touch, alter, or change. There is no other message like the message of Jesus Christ that can change and your life. No other substance, no other entity, no mama, no daddy, no friends, no religion. Nobody can reach down deep your heart like Jesus can because his living water is a mighty rushing living water. I'm telling you, nothing and nobody can heal the deepest part of your soul but Jesus. Because when they see that water coming down in those, heart, in those parts of your heart that you don't want nobody to mess with, it will say, come on in. That's why he'd take us less time to recover from a tragedy than the average person in the world. Why? Because God can reach down deep people that have been hurt, have been raped, have been abused, and God can heal them faster. There is a spiritual acceleration in what God does with us because he can reach part that you wouldn't let nobody and nothing come in. But when the mighty power of the living river comes inside of you, it carries away everything thing that you don't want them to be there now stay with me it's gonna get better oh God that's why when you get the Holy Spirit when you get the Holy Ghost it reaches down those places that you know nobody could ever touch nobody would ever known but the Holy Ghost can go through it and alter them and touch them because there is healing power in water which I'm about to tell you in a second. There is healing power in what? Pure water. See, what I tell you is uh, the reason why I'm emphasizing has to be water because I've done this. I did this. I tested this water in this bottle and it's not pure. Do it. And when I'm right, send me $100 in the mail because I'm right. I've already done it. You put a tester in it, put it, and he will tell you that it's, there's not a pure water. It's not. Every bottle of water that I know, that I, the sun included, it's not pure. You can do this. I've done it, so I know this for certain. Now, there may be some water, bottle water, that costs $5, $6 per, you know, a little small little bottle of water. They might be better than the others, but it's not. The reason why I am emphasizing that has to be pure is because not every message can deliver you. Let, let me give an example. Let me give an example because I was just reading. I just preached it actually. I was reading about this man at the beautiful door. Stand, I've been laying down and he was crippled and he had, he was, he had an impossibilities. He couldn't walk and he stood at the gate for a long, for many, many, many years. And a lot of people walked by and a lot of priests 
walked by and a lot of religious people walked by but he never got healed not every message can deliver you but when they stop and say in the name of Jesus there is something about the message that we preach that can deliver people no matter how long they've been sitting in the same corner it doesn't matter how long they've been dysfunctional there's something about the message of Jesus it has to be pure it has to be pure so, I, man, I'm digging this, and I'm loving it. And the more I read about this water, the more I like it. So the last, then I, I keep finding out other things. For example, water will slow down aging process. Well, all the ladies are. <laughs> now, I didn't say, disclaimer, that it's going to eliminate ugliness. <laughs> if you're ugly... You have to live with it. It's over. I didn't say it's going to cure the way, the way you look. It's, we have to live with this. Every morning I have to live with this. But it will slow down the aging process because, oh, this is always good. Because you see, water has the power to flush out cells they try to root themselves into your body. And some of you understand what I'm saying because you probably studied this. And, and, it, and because there is a continuous replacement of cellular uh, level, your skin looks softer, looks smoother. It's very simple. You don't let the root of bad things grow on you. And in order for you to flush all that out, in order for you to look better, feel better, move better, you have to drink that water that will expel those old cells. And you will look like you, you, you're way younger, you know, because you look good. And, and it's because water does not allow the roots of anything to establish in your body. Have you ever heard about the root of bitterness that James talks about? I'm telling you, sometimes the only way you can remove things out of your life that you you don't like to live with is by drinking water and if you drink water and you let the Holy Ghost flush everything out you don't have to leave live with the root of bitterness and the root of revenge and the root of jealousy you can expel everything you will look better you will move better you will worship better you will praise better because nothing will grow inside of you that you don't want It gets better. So I'm reading this. I'm talking to the doctor afterwards, and we were sharing. He's, he's telling me something. And I'm, 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 I'm looking at all of this, and I'm talking, and I'm, I'm reading how this water, you know, carries, of course, nutrients through your body. You know, it's, you need water to carry nutrients to your body. You need water to carry nutrients through your body. When you get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will supply your needs. It will supply your demand. It will supply your, your issues. It will help you. It will carry it on. And I'm reading on and on. And I'm reading how water is, brings motility and mobility. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, this is good. Because I remember my grandmother telling me this. Oh, I have pain. 
Watch this. I talked to the doctor about this. He said, usually elderly people think that they are just uh, not becoming mobile anymore because they're growing old. And the doctor told me that is only a partial truth of what happens. The problem is, he said, that as people grow older, they're drinking less and they don't understand that water is for the body what oil is for an engine. In fact, most people will lament or have problems with joints. Oh, fingers, knees, elbows. Why? Because that is where water should flow. That's what the oil should be. So you can be mobile and, and, and there, will, there will be a motility. And he said, it's not because they're growing older. It's because they're drinking less. And because they're lacking enough water in their system as they should know that we are made out of 70% of us is made out of water. We don't understand that water is the most essential liquid in our system. And when we don't give or drink enough, we become dehydrated and everything starts hurting. In fact, when he told me this, I began to think about a story, that, a, just a joke that I read. There was this man who went to the doctor and said, Doctor, you gotta, you got to deal with me today. I am in pain all over my body. I'm hurting everywhere. Everywhere I touch hurts, I'm telling you. And he started touching. Ah, I'm telling you, it's hurting. And he touched his head. Ha, ah, it's hurting. He touched his foot. Ha, ah, it's hurting. He touched his leg. Ha, ah, I'm telling you, my whole body is hurting. And the doctor took his hand, looked at this thing. No, it's not your body. Your finger's broken. <laughs> oh, I just preached you. You missed it. Sometimes we think the body is hurting. The body has the problem. The truth is your finger is broken. And no matter what you touch, it's going to hurt. That's why you got to drink water. The more water you drink, the more Holy Ghost you get, the more you praise God, the more you pray God, the more the living river of God will flow through you and he won't hurt. And then you will be able to move and jump and shout and be mobile for God. I'm telling you, it's all about water and it works. But you got to drink this. It's not enough to know about it. It's not enough to read about it. It's not enough to come to church once on Christmas and once on Easter. you got to drink this every day. Come on, let's lift our hands for just a moment. Come on, it works if you drink it. I'm telling you, church will not work for you. If you just like to look at it, water is only good if you drink it. I can talk about water all day long. In fact, some of you can witness to me. And anytime you go to the doctor, what does he tell you when he say, you know, I don't feel well. What is the first, first thing that he, sometimes he tells you? You need to drink more water, Bubba. Yeah. Am I right? They tell you that. So are you drinking enough? Because, oh, here it is. Let me drink it. <laughs> Pastor Mayo. This is what he said. He said, Franco, when you come to my office and you tell me you don't feel well, what do I ask of you? And I, well, first of all, I say, you ask money. Because <laughs> I cannot see you if I don't pay the money. <laughs> okay, he said, what, what do you see? He does, I didn't tell him that. But he said, uh, he said, uh, what did I ask him? I said, okay. I said, you want my blood? Because my blood is beautiful. It's awesome. 
And uh, you, okay, so I ask you for blood sample so I can check your blood. And then, I'm sorry, being descriptive. So what else do I ask you? I'm sorry, being descriptive. Urine. And he said, have you ever wondered why I asked for urine? I said, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't need to know. And the nurses, the nurses here, you know what. And he's, this is what he said. Well, I'm fixing to help you. I'm telling you, this is the remedy that we can bring into our life to really solve our issues. It really is. There's nothing complicated about living for God. I don't know why people make it so hard to live for God. Listen, it's very simple. You've got to pray. You've got to be faithful. You've got to be in communion. With, there's nothing complicated about God. And he said, the reason why I want your urine is because we check the density and the volume in your urine. And by determining the density and the volume, I can know and tell that the reason why you're sick is because you're dehydrated. Because he said, oh, this is good. Because he said, when you don't drink, you cannot expel toxin out of your system. And you start having headaches. And you start having pain here and pain there. It's not that you're falling apart. It's that your system is requiring water. And you're not giving it any. And because you don't do that and you are dehydrated, you become toxic. And everything is not working properly. Can I just tell you a moment here? Can I just take one second and say, I'm telling 99.9% problems that we deal with are not about the others, are not about the church, it's not about the pastor, the music, the temperature. I tell you what it is, you are toxic. You're just toxic. And the only way you can eliminate those toxins in your life is by drinking water. The more you drink, the more you flush those toxins out. And honey, then you're going to feel better. Then you're going to feel greater. Then you're going to be positive. And you're going to love revival. You're going to love the church. That's why Jesus is telling this poor little lady, you've got to drink this. Because, baby, you're toxic. You've been married five times. You're mad at the world. You're mad at your ex-husband or whoever you slept with. You're not happy about the, how the world is going. Five men taking advantage of you. Nobody getting serious with you. And, all, and the village is talking bad about you. That's life. Baby's out of wedlock. Everybody despises you. Nobody's nice not anymore. And you deal with the thing. And Jesus said, just drink it drink this and when you drink the water I'm talking about the Holy Ghost water just like you do in the natural the first thing you want to do watch this I'm sorry being descriptive you run to the bathroom and you let it go it is simple it doesn't take a scientist, a prophet, sometime in order for you to let those toxins go. It's just by drinking that Holy Ghost water and let God just cleanse you up. And I'm telling you, kind of come back better. You won't have a headache. You won't have, you will start loving everybody. You will complain less. Get more active, more involved. You're going to dance. You're not going to criticize. You're not going to judge because you feel well about yourself. See, that's why 
Jesus says something very deep. I'm going to help you now. I'm going to really help you because I had, I had to deal with, we all deal with this. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do you know what is the reason why we hate everybody? Because you hate yourself. That is the problem. You're going to have to start loving yourself. And tell yourself, I'm what I am, but with the grace of God, I'm going to get better. I am what I am, but with the grace of God, I'm going to grow stronger. You cannot hate yourself because if you keep hating yourself for what you did or you didn't do, you're going to hate everybody. But if you feel well with yourself, you're going to love everybody. That's why you got to drink. Get the toxin out of your system and love everybody. You know what the doctor told me? He said, he is, he's a surgeon as well. And he said, when my nurses come to me and they have the headaches, I never tell them to get a Tylenol. The first thing I tell them is, you need to drink more water. Because he knows that Tylenol is just a temporary relief. It's a drug. And it does not cure your issue. It just covers it up. We know all of that. We take Tylenol. I take Tylenol. But just because I have a headache and I don't feel it, I didn't get a cure. I, I'm just on drugs. And it covers it up. But when the effect of the drug is over, I still have a headache. Jesus is not in the business of, give you, of giving you a temporary relief. He said, I can change you from within out. But you got to put me inside of you so I can work this out. Because your problem is not the exterior. Your problem is your inside. And if you drink me, I can work from the inside out. And I can make you better. I can save your soul. I can forgive your sins. I can help you with your guilt. It's simple. It's a simple. But Jesus, Jesus said it so many times. He, 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 I mean, he, you're reading that, that the little conversation between the woman. He just, he just drives you nuts. Drink this water and water drink and drink it first and drink it. Drink. I mean, two minutes of talking and 12 times. Why? Because Jesus understand if you drink this, if you drink it. Watch what he said. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm not done, but I'm going to be finished. Listen to what he said. He said, uh, I asked this question. I said, I remember my grandmother not drinking water. And he said, yes, as you grow older, people have harder time to drink. So I asked him this question. Why is it? You know what he told me? Now, this is for you in the Northwest. Hear me well. This is what he said. He said, as we grow older. You know, you go to the restaurant, okay? You order whatever. Oftentimes, we don't order water. And if we do, full the cup is, full the cup will remain. Because we don't drink it. We like the Coke. Let, let me tell you, so let me help you here with some, with, with some guilt. If you're going to hurt a double cheeseburger with fries, please don't get water. Because it ain't going to help you. To feel better about what you're fixing to eat. About 3,000 calories. Just go all the way through. Get your Coke. Drink it. It'll be 3,500 calories. You're dead anyway. Forget it. Don't, don't feel good about yourself. I want a double cheeseburger. Double the cheese. Double there. Double bacon. And please, a glass of water. If you want to feel good about yourself, do it. But it ain't going to help you. Just go all the way. But this is what he said. We were laughing about this. He said, well, that, well, that's what we do. We drink the Sprite, the coffee, the tea. Nothing wrong with that. But he said, as you grow, watch what he said. This is deep. He said, as you grow older, 
Your mind, which is a recording system, records your habit. So you do certain things and it records it. You do certain things. They record. That's why you can get up in the morning with your eyes closed. And without even knowing what you're doing, your, your mind, your body will take you places. You do this every morning. Have you ever driven? Driven home with your eyes closed? Don't do that. Have you ever driven home with your mind wandering somewhere else? And all of a sudden you wake up and say, oh, my God, I've been driving for 30 minutes. I don't even know what I've been doing. So your mind has registered a path. It's all there, you know. Now watch this. This is what blew me away. He said, because your mind is registering your habit, you never get water, you never drink water. Your mind tells you and itself, you don't need water. So you never seek after it. Because you taught your brain not to look for water. Not, because you don't drink enough water. You, you know, we, we are all that way. We, we, and so and so he said, you grow up with your mindset that says, you don't, watch what he said, you don't need water. But while your mind is telling you you don't need water, your whole body is screaming for help. This is what I've learned living for God. That while people says, I don't need God, I don't need the church, I don't need the Holy Spirit, I don't need to be saved, I'm good all by myself. While they say this to themselves because they grew up in a circle of friendship or family. They say, you don't need the church. The church is for losers. The church is for people that lost their mind, They're, you know, whatever. You grow up no needing it because your brain has told you so. You're never going to church. But watch this. While you say, I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. I don't need the Holy Ghost. Your whole life is a mess. Three marriages later, four babies out of wedlock, three years in jail, addiction, alcohol, dysfunction, depression. No, honey, you do need water like all of us. Just like you need it in the natural, you need it in the spiritual. And the water is what will deliver you from a mindset that says, I don't need Jesus. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Come on. You need Jesus. You need this water. That's why water is what you need when you get baptized in Jesus' name. It's a theology. There is a theology of what? Stand with me. Oh, I could, I could, I could work this. Stand, stand with me. You need water. Just like you need in the natural. That's what he was trying to tell the lady. You need some serious water, baby. You've been hurting. You've been broken. You're bleeding. You're hurting. And you're telling yourself, I don't need this. Yes, you do. And when you drink it. Give me, give me that bottle of water, brother. Let, let me, I'm really trying to hurry here. But I feel like somebody needs to get baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. Somebody needs to get the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm talking about. It's what you need. It's the water of the living God. See, when we were created, we were created as a vessel, right? We were a vessel supposed to contain something. We are supposed to be filled with something. And don't tell me that you don't need to be filled with something. You are filled with something right now. Now, it can be hatred, disappointment. Uh, it can be anger. I don't know what you're filled with. But you've got to be filled with something. Because we as a container... 
what's supposed to be filled. See, the power is not in the container. You don't have any power to be anything. Like I cannot have any power to be anything unless something good, something powerful, something precious is put into this bottle. This bottle is worthless to me. So what is the power? What makes, what makes this container valuable? Is the container or is the content? Of course it's the content. Because this thing is worth nothing. But if I put a couple diamonds in it, you'll kill over each other. You know what I'm saying. Not after the bottle is what you put in. And if you're not filled, if you're not filled and you're an empty vessel, this is what the world would do to you. Are you ready? That's what they do to you. That's what they did to me. That's what they did to you. They crush you. They mold you according to what they want you to be. Because you have no label. You don't know who you are. You don't know whose you are. You're just a container going around trying to figure out what I need to be filled with. And then after they do all of this with you, they mess with your mind. They mess with your life. You're broken. You're bleeding. You're hurting. They're not there to recover you. They recycle you. And they throw you away. Now, I challenge you to do what I did to the boat at this point because I'm squeezing it and nothing is happening. I tell you why. You know why it's not happening? Because the bottle is saying, oh, no, you cannot mess with me because I got a label. I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I'm no empty. I got water inside of me, honey. You can break me like you break everything. You cannot mess with my mind like you mess with that. I'm telling you, I'm filled with something that makes me. Musicians, come, please. I want to, I want everybody to come. I have one more point to make, but I want everybody to come to this altar. Friends, visitors, come on. Come on, I want everybody, because I want to, you need to hear this. You need to hear this. Because I've come to speak to someone that needs to change his life, change her life. We're not here to embarrass you. We're here to love you. But I'm telling you, I want you to know what's going on inside of you right now. Come on, make your room here. Make your way here. Make some room. Put somebody aside. Push them away. Kick them. Make room. I want everybody here, because this is for everybody. Oh, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel that water flowing down. My God, I feel like I want to sing right now. Come on, come on, man. my God. I thank God you're looking for a new building. This is not big enough. I'm sorry. It's time. It's time. Oh, Jesus' name. Touch the heart of the mayor tomorrow. Let him buy this building so you guys can move. I'm telling we're going to make move. We're going to make room for souls. Come on. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you what I've been talking to you about. What the devil knows about you that you don't know about yourself. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Hear me. I believe that when I'm through with this, somebody's going to lift up his hands. Gonna get the Holy Ghost speaking other tongues, you're gonna repent of your sins because I'm about to tell you what the devil knows about you that you don't know. See, I was reading for the May, I was reading about a, a mountain in the 
state or the country of Norway. In this mountain, they dig. Actually, United States and Italy are part of this uh, uh, conglomerate. And, and they, they dug, actually, a, uh, a literally a cave into this mountain, okay? They made a bunker inside this mountain. The doors alone, hear me, because I'm done, hear me. The doors alone can sustain three nuclear explosions. The inside of the bunker can survive any nuclear attack or a devastation around it. It can sustain itself for three years without any help from the outside. Stay with me. I'm fixing to help you. Now you're wondering, Brother Platanium, what are they hiding or, or keeping behind those nuclear resistant doors and in this cave that is, that is amazing? Gold? No. Maybe silver? No. Uh, precious work of arts, maybe? No. Are you ready? Seeds. Seeds. That's just, I'm a little confused. Seeds. Why would they keep seeds so well sheltered? So well sheltered. Hear me, visitors and friends. I'm telling you something about you that the devil knows and you don't. I'm about to reveal to you how much is inside of you that you don't even know. He said, the seeds that kept inside that vault are every seed known, known to mankind. In fact, there is a seed that was found in Tutankhamun tomb that is 3,000 years old. It's a wheat seed and it's still there. It's preserved there, kept intact. All the seeds known to mankind are in that vault. All of them. There are thousands upon thousands. Watch this. The reason why they're doing this is because they understand, like we do, that it's not if we're going to come to an end. It's only when. And so they say this. If we can keep the seeds, we can regrow life. Everything can die. But if I got something to grow life back again, I can live again. Watch this. This is not the good part. Now, the other thing I keep reading is strangely so. Here is the point. This whole vault is climate controlled. <laughs> you know why it's climate controlled? Do you know why they're trying to control your climate? Have you ever wondered why everybody around you try to control the way your climate is? What you do, what you don't do, how much you should grow, how much you should. Everybody's trying to control the climate around you. Not in this church. This is not a climate control church. I can, I've been in some climate control. Don't shout too much. Don't jump too. Listen to me. The real, oh, this, I hope you get this. Where's my real estate man? Come on down. I'm going to pray for you. Come on down here. I like you already. In fact, you know what? Come on down. I'm going to pray for you. And if you don't sell this bill, I'm going to kill you many times. 
Do we have any other visitors, other friends in the house? Come on, I want, I want, to, I want to talk to you more than anybody. Come on, any, any friends, any visitors? Come on, thank you for coming. I won't embarrass you. You know, I won't embarrass you. I, I want to pray for you. Because what I'm about to tell you is going to open up your mind. Anybody else? Come on. Listen, listen. The reason why they keep this vault climate control is because they say this. If one drop of water, one drips on any of these seeds, the process of a breakthrough is irreversible. One drop of water. One, one drop of water falls on you. Falls on you. Falls on you, you, you. It's irreversible. And whatever is inside of you says, Hey! I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I am coming out. You are not what you say you are until the Holy Ghost water touches you. And then what's inside of you? The tree inside the seed. He says, I wasn't meant to be a seed. I wasn't meant to be a seed. I was meant to be a plant. I was meant to bury fruit. I was meant to be a forest. One drop of water can change your life forever. And the process is irreversible. That's why the world wants to keep a climate control on you. So you will never become anything. But when you come to the house of the Lord, when you get the Holy Ghost, you become everything that God wanted Jesus you to be. Jesus said it. Jesus said it. I want you to lift up your hands and begin to 